Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... Our party bid farewell to Oifingen and traveled further north into the western heartlands. That evening, they spent a peaceful night under a lone ancient oak tree. The next morning, they continued forth, and by nightfall, they had reached their destination. On the banks of the Delambeer River sat the ramshackle town of Sucumber. After days on the open road, the party was ready for a comfy bed and some tasty ale. The Sticky Pickle is where they found themselves. The inn was bustling with townsfolk and fellow adventurers. There they met the acquaintance of a somewhat talented bard who told them about his experiences at Ulevin and Firehammer Hold. They also found that they were not the only ones who possessed a treasure map leading to a wizard's tower. Oak trees were found to be suspicious. Songs were composed. Canoes were not rented. Things got sticky. As they discussed how to proceed in their quest, a commotion erupted near the bar. Suddenly, the bard was up on a table singing to a captivated crowd. His song was laced with insults and accusations and ended up with a turkey being kicked across the room. Then, the bard vanished in a puff of smoke, leaving the Sticky Pickle patrons with only one option. A tavern brawl. Flying tankards of ale, pies, pickles, and chairs. Total pandemonium ensued, along with a West Side Story turkey-like fight? Well, it was a very weird and very sticky affair. In the end, it was Esmir who made a very astute proclamation to the locals. Maybe next time they could just clap a little bit. Will they ever see that bot again? What was his name? Will Elric ever be able to trick Esmir with a whoopee cushion? Pickle chunks and turkey chunks really worse than orc guts? Eh, will Esmir ever get accepted into Bodford? Or is that a bit of a reach for her? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast! You guys are fast asleep in your rooms at the Sticky Pickle when you wake to the sound of the window shutters banging from the wind outside. You get out of bed and you're all feeling the, the consequences of last night's tavern brawl. Elric, you got a you got a big bump on your head from the bar stool that took you out. Yeah. And uh, Cullen, uh, your throat's a little sore from from the turkey leg getting shoved down it. <laughs> still, still not right. Still, still, still not. And, and Jake, right. your back's a little wrenched, you know, from uh, catching that big keg. 
And Esmir, you just reek of booze as you <laughs> pick a worm out of your hair. And we're all a little sticky. Oh, yeah, except for my armor. Oh, so now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, the plan was to continue to fire hammer hold today. So before we head out, let's uh, you know pick our spells, roll our portents and fuzzballs and stuff. Okay. Oh, Esmir's trying to figure out what spells to pick. Oh, you know, I really like levitating stuff, but I also really like being invisible. But that enlarged reduce came in handy with the door. Oh, as shit. long as you uh, keep the uh, MILF's mighty meteors. Oh, yeah. The MILFies are staying. MILF's? What? Who's mighty meteors? MILF's. MILF's. MILF? M-E-L-F? Yeah, my skadoosh. Oh, I'll get skadoosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to roll my portents. Come on, big money, come on. 16. Ooh, not bad. Not bad, mm. not bad, not bad. And nine. nine. Oh, boy. Nine. Okay, so I'm going to roll my gray bag of tricks. But I'm, I'm guessing ma- uh, I want to see the panther again. Now, if the panther comes and, and I'm in this hotel room, that might be a little bit of a problem but since when does esmir care if there's a ruckus <laughs> i'm gonna roll it <laughs> okay guys there's still one we don't und- we don't know what it is okay guys i hope it's not something that's gonna not fit through the door here let's see okay <laughs> here we be. go Wheezy. Wheezy again good old reliable wheezy <laughs> what's up bud You finish preparing for today's journey, and you head outside. It's an overcast and blustery day. The wind whips through the mostly empty streets of Succumber as you make your way to the stables. Blustery day, does it look like it's going to rain? Uh, yeah. It definitely looks like it could rain. Okay, so I shall change my cloak to the cloak (laughs) of water repellency. Nice. (laughs) I pull the hood up. Sweet. Can I uh, can I stand under that thing if it starts raining? <laughs> I'm gonna be behind him under the cloak. <laughs> All right. So as you near the stables, uh, you see a hooded figure petting a horse behind the stable fence. And as you near, he removes his hood, and you recognize him as the bard from last night. Mm. Is that right? And he approaches you guys, and he says to you, Jake, uh, "Hey, man, thanks for not." ratting me out last night. Uh, I just got so pissed off when that innkeep refused to pay me, and I just lost control and started that fight, and, well, you know, I'm really sorry you guys got caught up in it. So, please, you know, take this as a token of my sincerity and my appreciation for being so cool to me and giving me all your advice and all your contacts. And, uh, Jake, he hands you a scroll case. Oh! Is that right? Uh, you know, it's not much. It's just a Bane spell scroll, but Ooh, hopefully it'll come nice. in handy for you guys. Nice. Do you have a magical dagger for my advice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't. <laughs> hey, it was worth asking. Okay, well, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to... I'm, I'm really sorry that the uh, bartender was... What do the kids say these days? A prick, you'll say. <laughs> I'm going to give you... Is that what the kids say these days? They do. <laughs> and so I'm going to give him uh, five gold pieces. Oh, 
Thanks, man. Uh, that, that's very kind of you. This will help me get to Daggerford. Now listen, when you get to Daggerford, don't forget to look up Jerry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. He can will. give you some lessons. Also, <laughs> also, you can take refuge in a place called Oifenian's Grove, which oh, is yeah. just outside of, Go- uh, outside of Jolkin. Yeah. And there lies within a dryad. And uh, mind your manners around here, around <laughs> her. Her name is Oifenian, and, and her and her little woodland creatures shall... Uh, Give you a proper proper place to rest for the night. As long as you mind your manners and and treat her with respect in her woodland creatures. You might get inspired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tell her tell her Jake sent you. Oh. Okay. They were dating for a while, but then she broke up with him. He's a little sour about it, but it's okay. <laughs> well, he thought he was dating her. <laughs> It was purely one way. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> What's your name again, Bard Guy? Uh, well, you never actually asked me my name. Oh, shucks. Uh, but my name is Dameron. Uh, Dameron. Dameron. Oh, Dameron, I forgot. <laughs> I have a word of advice for you, though, Mr. Dameron. Yes. If you don't want to get stiffed in the future, maybe improve your playing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'll let you guys get moving. Uh, looks like that storm I was trying to outrun is getting close, so I won't keep you any longer. Good luck, and uh, hopefully Dameron. I'll see you guys in Daggerford. Okay, Dameron. Don't get lost, okay, bro? Okay. Don't get lost. Jolkin is that way. <laughs> Fairly well. Thank you for the scroll, boy. Good luck to you and your travels. All right, so you guys mount up and make your way out of Secumber and onto the Iron Road, which will take you north to Ulevin. It's about 40 miles to Ulevin, so if you um, keep a quick pace, you know, push your horses a bit, uh, you should get there by nightfall. I say we push. Yeah, I'm for pushing it, and we'll just make sure we take care of our horses when we get there. Let's do that. And then I'll buy them a special rutabaga when we get to Ulevin. All right, so you continue north, moving your steeds along at a quick pace to try and make it to Ulevin by nightfall. And as the day passes, the wind steadily increases, and you begin to see its cause. On the horizon in front of you, you see large, dark, gray storm clouds menacingly approach as flashes of lightning dance across the dark horizon. Uh Uh-oh. After a while, day seems to turn to night as the thick black clouds block out the sun and you hear thunder booming ahead of you. By your calculations, Ulevin is still probably about 10 miles away, but it doesn't look like you'll beat the storm and you don't see any shelter in these wide open plains. Can I ask a question? Sure. All right, uh, DM, are these like... um... Mordor clouds, <laughs> or are they just regular clouds? Um, they look pretty ominous, but they look like natural clouds, right? It just looks like a really bad storm is coming your way. Okay, just checking. 
It's like they're not turning into like galloping horsemen. I think he's stuff. trying to say that it's not like some evil wizard has set his will against us. Right. Yeah. It's just a but storm. That's what he's exactly. saying. Press on, I say! What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> Then, you begin to feel the rain. At first, the wind-whipped raindrops sting your face as you ride. But then, it's like you like you suddenly rode right into a wall of water and you're immediately soaked to the bone. And oh, the- Wet again! <laughs> well, I'm pretty dry. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> With his spotless armor and his waterproof cape. <laughs> Even your uh, waterproof cloak is not really helping you much in this torrential storm. Okay, blowing around a lot. Yep, it's blowing around a lot, and the wind and the rain, they seem to be you know, whipping at you from all directions. Not only making it impossible to stay dry, but also making it very difficult to, to see anything in front of you. Uh, you're starting to lose your bearings. Everyone roll a perception check. Alright, perception. Perception. Oh boy. Ooh, natural 20. Natural wow. Holy mac and cheese. You're dry. A natural 20. Wow. A 23. Two natural 20s. Do you see what I see, Cullen? <laughs> I think I see it slightly better. As my perception is tiny what bit What do you better. see? <laughs> I see ahead in the distance. Can you see that? A faint glow of light in the darkness. Yes, a faint glow of light in the darkness. <laughs> is it uh, like a torch lit light? It's hard to tell what the source is. Uh, the wind and the rain is making it hard to see anything. Uh, so you, you just kind of see a warm dot up ahead. I say we make our way towards it. Where are I we? say it, it stinks of a reeking evil trap. Yeah. But, you know, it could be uh, just Ulevin on the horizon. It's hard to tell. It does seem to be in the direction of Ulevin. Let's press right. on. Let's make for it then. All right. Esmir. Esmir, Jake, follow us. We see a light. Okay. All right, so you guys follow Elric and Cullen uh, towards a light that may lead you to some uh, safety from this unrelenting storm. And as you ride, the wind and rain make it uh, challenging to stay on course, right? It's like it's like someone is just splashing buckets of water into your face and and the wind is, is just constantly trying to blow you off of your mounts. And yes. at times, you lose sight of the light. The red wizards know we're here. <laughs> I spit on you, bald tattooed head. <laughs> the spit just flies right back into your face. <laughs> All right, everyone roll perception again. Okay. Oh boy. Now a three. A five with that. I got a 16. 13. 14. I got a dirty 21. All right. Uh, I whispered to you what you see with a dirty 21. Oh, I see that warm light. It's in the shape of, it looks like a window. Hey, it looks to be some sort of building. Let's press on. Okay. We shall plot on. Okay. You continue on through the storm, and soon you see that Jake was right. Uh, silhouetted against the swirling gray clouds is the shape of a home, or 
you know, from the size of it, more like a mansion. And it does look like someone is home uh, because one of the windows on the second floor is illuminated with a warm glow of candlelight. Now I'm starting to get suspicious. I thought this area was abandoned. And as that thought crosses your mind, Elric, lightning flashes, and you all catch a brief glimpse of a smaller building off to the side that looks like it could be the stables. Hmm. Well, let's make for that stable. Okay. Yes. We'll sleep here if we have to. All right, let's make for some cover at least, yeah. Okay. I, I grab the stable door and I open it. <laughs> All right, Cullen opens some large rickety doors to this building, and you guys ride in and find immediate relief from the deluge of water. But it's very dark in here. What do we have for light sources? I have my drift. Put on my owl goggles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, You guys look around, and the drift globe illuminates this dark structure. And it's definitely the stables, but there are no horses currently stabled here. In fact, uh, it doesn't look like anything's been stabled here in a long, long time. Hmm, interesting. You see uh, that the structure is quite dilapidated. Uh, You hear its wooden beams creak from the gale winds outside, and and rain pours in from the many holes in the roof. And inside the empty stalls, uh, you only find remnants of, you know, rotting, moldy hay. I'm going to use my night vision goggles to inspect and see if I can find anything else interesting. I'm specifically looking for, there's a trap door, a secret tunnel, or some way into this place other than the door. All right, I rolled a 14. Did I find anything curious about this place? Well, you don't find anything, you know, curious or secret. Uh, You only find more clues that prove that, you know, no one's used these stables in ages. So either the person who lives there is a, uh, like a squatter or something. um, Or a wizard. No. Yeah, let's go and find out. Yeah, we can leave the horses here in the stable. I mean, <coughs> they'll be out of the weather here, <clears throat> and then we'll go over to the mansion and check it out. Okay, this feels like Friday to the 13th logic. Oh, that's fine. What, what motivation do we have to... <laughs> Experience and gold, boy. Arms, you see. I need to collect from whoever is in there and give it to the person who does not own a mansion. You see. <laughs> Get in there! <laughs> Let's just go over there and just knock on the door and say we're selling Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. That works for me all the time. We can do that. What a great idea. Yeah. I have to write that down. Girl Scout cookies. Agma cookies. <laughs> you help us raise money for our trip to... The Forlorn Hills. Wafer Thin Mints. So you head back outside. (laughs) (laughs) So you you head back outside uh, into the pouring rain and quickly make your way to the mansion and up a set of steps that lead uh, to the high archways that uh, govern the entryway into this mansion. And inside this entryway, you're protected a little bit from the storm and you stand there dripping wet and a large set of dark oak double doors stand in front of you. I want to listen. Yeah, use your horn of hearing and listen because we might not- That's a great idea. That's a great idea. 
That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take out my horn of hearing and put it in, <laughs> in my ear and listen. So um, the horn of hearing gives me what again? Plus two. Plus two? Ooh, 27. Oh, that's good. He hears a mouse farting in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Too many noises. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you hear uh, rain and wind and thunder, but you don't hear anything on the other side of those doors. Okay. All right, well, let's see if this door is locked or not, and then go in. Yes, let's do that. I shall. Uh, it's rude not to knock. You do have a point of sorts. We saw a light on. If there's someone in here, they don't take kindly to us just walking in. Well, if there's a door doctor, let's knock. Let's knock. We already did. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Let's go in. All right, so you try to open the doors, but they don't budge. They're locked. All right. Uh, let me try my my uh, my tools. Thieves' tools. Remember knowledge of the ages? I remember not only touching myself, but I also remember that I can <laughs> okay, take a so we don't need I to hear about that, bro. I can take a hit of this stuff, too, you see. <laughs> twinkling pipe weed. So I'm going to pull out my twinkling pipe weed. I'm going to pack it into my bowl of pipe dragons. Oh, boy. I'm going to... Whoops. I did it twice by accident. Well, now you're really high. <laughs> and you just want to take a nap. Okay, advantage <laughs> check dexterity, right? Mm-hmm. And then I want to... Can I also do my um, my guidance? Sure. <laughs> you're praying to Agma while, while token on the twinkle. <laughs> oh, Agma, bless me. Hey, Agma, if you're not busy, I was wondering if you could, like, totally do me a solid. <laughs> oh, my God. 18. He needed the help. Uh, yes, I did need it, right? Because it dropped. Yep. So, yeah. You got your picks in the keyhole there, and you're fumbling around, and then you're like, oh, yeah, oh, hey, dudes, I got it, I got it. Right on! You try to open the door, but it doesn't move. It's still locked. What? Hmm. Can I investigate the door? I think you should, because I think it's stuck with magic. Yeah. Esmia! Ooh, Ooh, nice. About a 25. Okay, you examine this door, and you are uh, confounded, because right? uh, it looks just like a normal door, and that should have worked. Maybe this whole mansion is illusory. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Okay, so Esmir's gonna like, she's gonna just do like a bowl, and she's gonna like scrape her leg against the ground, and then she's gonna run into the door. <laughs> okay, you slam your shoulder into the door and take Four points of bludgeoning damage. Oh. <laughs> Stupid door! <laughs> all right, all right, stand back, stand back. I'm just going to try and rip it off its hinges. Okay. Let's do it that way. I'm with you. I'm going to rip it off its hinges. Oh, 11. <laughs> you pull on the door, and it does not budge. Not in the least bit. 
Now, is it a push door or a pull door? Because maybe we're uh, just... That's it. You figured it out. <laughs> Damn it. You figured out my cunning puzzle. <laughs> okay. So. Can I check the door to see if it's magical? Sure. Roll your arcana. Okay. There you go, guys. Ah, sha, sha, sha. Oh. oh. Yeah, with that roll, it just seems to be a normal door. That's anybody. Hey, guys. Anybody else have arcana? I have Arcana. Check and see. We all have Arcana. It's just how good are we at it? Yeah, I got a well, negative I, one. I got a plus five. You have to remember, I'm an Eldritch Knight. Exactly. I also check study it out, magic. boy. So what am I? I'm I'm going to check out this door to see if it's a magical door. Yeah. Okay. Roll your Arcana. There is a magical lock of some sort. Ooh. Eighteen. Okay. I uh, I whispered to you what your check revealed. Well, after close consideration, <laughs> or close looking and careful consideration, these doors do not wish to be opened. Oh. There's almost an essence, almost a, an essence about them that say that we don't want to be opened. Yes. Hmm. So how do we break that spell? Hmm. Well, maybe it's locking something in that they want to make sure oh. stays in. Do I have any insight into this, Mark? Um, well, from what Elric is telling you, uh, you definitely feel that uh, that some kind of magic is at play here. Okay. Perhaps there's some sort of secret word we can utter. Say friend and enter. <laughs> no? Okay. They're magically locked somehow. Borba snap. What? I'm guessing it's secret words. Oh, because oh. I'm Darber. Farfignogan. Farfignogan. Devo. Because all my spells are of a combat nature. I don't have anything that undoes another spell. I mean, can you do a spell on a spell door? It's a, he says they don't wish to be open, so he, we've got to do something to convince them we that they should open. got to be like, hey, doors. It just says essence. It's an eerie essence. An eerie essence that surrounds the doors as if they themselves do not wish to be open right mm. if i detect magic can i find out like what more about it do you think well what does detect magic what does the description of the spell say you learn from detect doesn't it just make something glow yes but uh it will also tell you what type of magic is at play oh and if i do that what would that tell us if it's illusory, then it will tell you it's an illusion. If it's some other kind of okay. magic. So let's do that then. Okay, so. It's a ritual. Okay, so you pull out your, your ritual supplies and begin to arrange them on the front stoop here. And right before you even utter the first incantation, you all hear a click and the door slowly creaks open on its own. Oh. Okay. It's tuned to magic users. Hmm. But I just slammed my body into it. <laughs> I don't think it was attuned to us. I think somebody wants us to come inside. So let's oblige them and come inside. You look inside, and it's quiet and dark. All right, I'm going to pull my drift globe out because I can't no, see. No, wait, I lean over. Uh, Eric, no. Let me go first. I got the goggles. I can see things. Okay. So I tiptoe up to the door and push it open just ever so slightly. 
and look in. You look in and you see the entry foyer of this mansion. It's a large open space with a floor of black marble. You also see two uh, imposing and uh, demonic looking uh, statues that are covered in thick layers of dust and cobwebs. And they're standing to either side of this foyer. And across from you on the other side of the room, you see several steps that lead up into another room. Hmm. So they're imposing demonic statues. They're not just imposing or demonic. <laughs> Is that star shape there, one of the statues? I don't like statues. Yes. Like well, I'm going to step in to the room. Be careful of traps, boy. It's going to shoot something out at you. I know. I'm going <laughs> to check history and see if I recognize the demon form. Is that applicable? Uh, sure. I'm going to go in as well. My history is a 21. Well, you take a look at these statues, and and they have, you know, horns and wings and sharp teeth and claws, but uh, it's hard to tell what demon they represent, if any, because they're so caked in dust and cobwebs. Mm. So I want to pull out my mace, and, and, and Esmir, how long does it take for you to do the spell to make it glow? It's a cantrip. It's a cantrip that takes an action, and it lasts an hour. I can just pull out my drift globe, uh, Jake. But I, I kind of want it in my hand, and yeah. I want to hold it in front of, like, I want to use it to move the cobwebs away from the base of these things and see if there's any kind of inscriptions or any plates or anything like that. Okay. Do you want me to do that? If you would be so kind, I would appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so Esmir casts light, and your mace begins to glow and you enter the foyer and make your way to one of these cobweb-covered statues to get a closer look. Before and I move you... on to that square, though, I want to see um, if there's any pressure plates or anything like that, so I'm going to use my mace to um, light up that spot. Okay. Is there anything there that looks like a trap? You see a floor uh, that's covered in a thick layer of dust. Okay, I'm going to step on it anyway, and then I want to use the mace to... Like I said, swirl away all the cobwebs and look and shine it around the base to see if there's any kind of um, anything that I might be able to see. Insignias, plates, uh, script, anything like that. Okay. You take your mace and you examine the base of the statue, brushing away the cobwebs, looking for any clues that might give you some, uh, some insight into these demonic statues. When you start to feel some dust fall onto you from above. You look up and you see dust and cobwebs moving as you hear the sound of stone grinding on stone. The statues are coming to life. Roll initiative. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I rolled a six. Well, I think the imposing demonicness of them was kind of a given. <laughs> Bastards. Oh my god. 16. Ooh, Holy cow, 20. Esmeralda just rolled 20. All right, so you guys all see these statues animate to life. They spread and flap their stone wings and let out a blood-curdling screech. And you know right away that you have awoken gargoyles. Gargoyles. Esmir, you roll the 23. You go first. What are you going to do? Oh, jeez. 
It's Jake again. Too much knowledge seeking. <laughs> Jake, you're not the only stoner in this room. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I also, Esmir's like, I call them garboils, not gargoyles. I think it's sexist. Anyway, I'm going to shoot a... <laughs> I'm gonna shoot a firebolt at gargoyle num gargoyle number one. Oh, oh shit! Natural one. Yikes! Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, roll a d20 for the fumble table. Oh boy! <laughs> Bye, guys. You rolled a two. I slip on a banana peel. <laughs> Random fluid. No. Oh. You, uh, you run in. And you uh, you slip on the dusty marble floor, and you land on your tailbone and take one d4 damage. Ow! <laughs> Shit! You take two points of bludgeoning damage. Damn it! Why? Stupid dusty floor. And I, hate I definitely you. duck out of the way of an errant bolt. <laughs> yeah, the firebolt flies right past your head and slams into the wall behind the gargoyle that is looming above you. And once again, Jake, you you went. Uh, Search-seeking knowledge, but only found danger. Yes, and I throw my fist to my side and I say, Damn it, man! All I wanted to do was try to read a plaque, you say. <laughs> I told you, reading can be dangerous. <laughs> All right, well, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Well, guardians, I have my own spirit guardians. And that's what I'm going to cast. Spirit guardians. So these angel, these angelic uh, spirits start to fly around me at 15 feet. Ooh. These specters are obviously, um, they're my protectors, you see. Protectors. Specters. So it says when I cast a spell, I can designate any number of creatures to be unaffected by it. Um, so the affected creature's speed is halved in the area. And when they enter the area for the first time, which they're already in, or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, cool. So uh, what do these um, spirit guardians look like? They look like these um, kind of ghostly, but they're like angels. So they have wings, they've got the long white robes, they're um, long flowing grayish hair, but they're all that bluish hue of... Uh, angelic spirits. Oh, I thought maybe they looked like uh, sexy librarians or something. <laughs> sexy librarians holding books. Hey, that gives me something to think about. Oh. Thank you, DM, for the wonderful idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys suddenly see radiant angels flittering around Jake as these two uh, stone sentinels awake. Cullen, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Let's see. I'm just going to, I don't really, I got kind of one speed as a fighter. I close the distance with Gargoyle 2 and start swinging. Colin smash. Uh, Colin first smash. with the vicious battle axe. 23 is a hit. Nice. Ooh. And you do nine damage. Nice. Nine. Nice. And then I uh, use my um, bonus action. Well, I have two attacks at fifth level. That's right. So I swing again with the axe. Do 22. 22 hits. For eight more points of damage. Nice. And then the bonus long sword. 20 hits 
But eight more points of damage. It's resisting. Twelve. Partially. Twelve points. It's resisting partially all of this. You hit the gargoyle for twelve damage, but it partially resisted it, so it only took six damage. Oh. Wow. Gotta smash that. Bitch. I'm gonna go ahead and burn my axe and surge, because that's how I do. So you do. can see there that it took full damage from your axe, but only half damage from the sword. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the axe again on the axe and on the action surge. Twenty-six hits. Nice. Heavy. Eight more points puts it into heavy. You just took four swings at this gargoyle, and chunks and chips of stone are just crumbling off of it. So is there a um? The damage is different for the vicious battle axe if I use it two-handed, right? If it says uh, versatile in the description, then yes. Versatile, 1d10. Well, there you go. It does more damage if you wield it two-handed. I sheathe my sword. Eric, swords, they're not good for this. It might be because your uh, vicious battle axe is also magical. Well, the sword is silvered. I don't know. I guess that really well, works being against... silvered doesn't make it magical. Yeah, just works against werewolves and other undead. You'll find out soon enough. Well, that's all I can do for this um, round. Unless, I, I can't really... Yeah, there's nothing else. No other... Unless you wanted to move. Bonuses. No, because then I'd have to disengage. Yeah. And I can't because I've already... Right. Moved. I'm engaged. The fight is on. Congratulations. There's no backing down now. Though I find your fiance rather unappealing, I'd have to say. <laughs> Engaged in battle. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> All right, Elric, uh, Jake and Cullen are inside the foyer and are taking on two gargoyles. And uh, Ray Ray is sitting on your shoulder, itching for action. What do you want him to do? He is going to fly over to here, to this side of this gargoyle, number two. Okay. And now, what are you going to do? All right. I'm going to move 5, 10, just 10 feet. Let me target. Let me control click. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to ha- He's just going to resist the first two attacks, or partially. So I'm going to give him the glaive. 21. Wow. 21 hits. Uh, partially resisted. You hit it for six damage, but it partially resisted it, so you only did three damage. Your oh. glaive just barely nicks the gargoyle's stone body. Okay. Well, I'm going to give him another glaive attack. So here we go. Ooh. Natural 20. Natural 20. Nice. Oh, that'll help. Nice. All right. Here we go. Damage. Wow. 21 damage. What? But it resisted it, so it'll only take 10 of that. All right, still, that's, that's cool. Uh, that's still good. pretty good. Yeah, you still took a big chunk out of it. And it <laughs> recoils from that blow. Busted one of his stone ears off. All right, uh, bonus action <laughs> will be my butt end of the glaive. Hits. Damage. Partially resisted. Oh, it's not magical. Oh. All right, well, all right. That uh, answers that question. Elric and Cullen are double teaming this gargoyle. They've hit it. Uh, seven times in a matter of seconds. Wow. And it looks <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> All right, what is AC going to do? AC, get in there. <laughs> is there another room off of this foyer area? Yep, there's another room straight ahead. Okay. AC's going to fly up there and do a little recon for me. All right. AC flies through the foyer uh, between the gargoyles and into the next room. 
And now it's the gargoyle's turn. This is what we've been dreading. But first, they gotta overcome the radiance of Jake's uh, spirit guardians. That is right. Oh. Wisdom cool. save, 15 or better? Yes. They both fail. Ooh. They're not too bright. They're made out of rocks, so they can't be that smart. <laughs> okay. Literally. So they both take 3d8 radiant damage. Ooh, 3d8. That's good. So go ahead and drop the damage on each of them. So that was 13 to Gargoyle 1. Okay. And Gargoyle 2 takes 12. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Nine. Nine points of damage. All right. Nice. So the Gargoyles take full damage from your Guardian Angels. Yes, these spirits are like flittering around and casting radiant damage onto these guys. Awesome. Jake, that was really fancy. Dude, that was cool. I'm happy you liked it, Esther. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now Gargoyle 1 spreads its stone wings and leaps off its pedestal right down onto you, Jake. And as it comes down, it swipes you with its claws and hits with an 18. Ouch. And does seven points of damage as its stony claws rip right into you. And then uh, it lunges at your face and tries to bite your head off. My entire head? (laughs) And it misses with a 13. You missed more than you can chew. (laughs) And Gargoyle 2 flaps its wings and leaps at Cullen with its stony teeth and misses with a 10. And then uh, it turns and swings a stony claw at Elric and barely misses with a 16. The claw just swipes just inches from your face. How about you, you lumbering brute? Esmir, you see the boys double teaming one gargoyle and Jake going uh, mano a mano with the other. What are you going to do? These guys seem pretty tough. They're made of stone. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna do some magic missiles uh, at second level. Okay, that's four missiles. I feel like two is more dead than one. So I think I might go after two, because if we can get rid of him, then we'll have one less problem. That's math, guys. (laughs) Chew! Three points, and that puts it into critical. It screeches as chunks of stone fly off it. Pew! Another three points of damage. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Pew! Five points. There's not much left of it as more pieces just fly off. Okay, (laughs) now we're gonna go for the finishing move here. Pew! Another three points. It doesn't look good, but it's still standing. That bastard. Do you want Wheezy to do anything with your bonus action? Um... Nope, Weezy's gonna stay by me. Okay, Jake, uh, you are toe-to-toe with a fiendish stone statue. What are you gonna do? So, I'm going to, um, I'm gonna cast Toll the Dead, and he has to make a wisdom save. Uh, If he fails that, he'll have to take 2d12 necrotic. So I'm going to drop Toll the Dead, the big bell, on your face. And he failed. A 13 is a fail. Nice. Right. Because he's a dumb rock. <laughs> oh, Whoa. boy. 
19 Ooh. points of damage. Ouchie. That's almost the best you can do. The gargoyle staggers back as dust and cobwebs and chunks of stone just crumble off its body from the powerful vibrations of the bell. Boom. It is not happy. And then I'm going to look at him and say, have you read the book of Agma? <laughs> I cast spiritual weapon on you, you bastard. And it misses. Ooh. I thought you were trying to start a new book club. I'm like, these are this is know your audience, buddy. I wanted guys. him to join. <laughs> He's very resistant to learning and joining the book club, my friend. All right. Jake's spiritual weapon has joined us. Spiritual guardians. Yeah. All these spiritual things are just floating around Jake, helping him in the fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Cullen, uh, four magic missiles just flew right past you and slammed into the gargoyle in front of you. Chips of stone and dust spray out all over the room, and the gargoyle is not looking so good. What are you gonna do? I'd say you don't look very healthy, but you didn't look healthy to begin with. <laughs> let's take a swing with the vicious battle axe, but this time um, I'm going to use it. I, I sheathe the Phylon long sword, and I grab the axe with both hands. This time. I'm gonna really give you a good whack. <laughs> Hit. 23 hits. So that's 1d10 plus four. Oh, oh. What happened there? Nah, you rolled a one. Ah, so you did uh, five points of damage. You, you took a chunk out of it, but it's still standing. What? Dang. All right, well, I guess I'll have to take a second swing at this guy with my second attack. Hits. 23 hits. And with that mighty swing, your battle axe slams into the gargoyle and it smashes into pieces and crumbles to the floor. Nice. Well, um, as since I'm using the vicious axe as a two-handed weapon, um, I have no bonus action because my bonus action would be dual wielding. So that's all I can do except for move. And I'm going to move up to the face of Gargoyle 1 and get in his face. Ah, you better look out. <laughs> All right, Elric, this uh, Gargoyle you were fighting is nothing more than a pile of stony rubble at your feet now, thanks to Cullen, who has uh, made his way over to Jake uh, to help him with the other Gargoyle. So what is Ray Ray gonna do? And then what are you gonna do? I know he oh. will probably I'm not- move here. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> No, I've no, got room to. I got more than that's twenty feet. I just run over. <laughs> well, then Ray Ray's just gonna fly right here, give you advantage. Well, what about you? I'm not gonna close. I'm gonna do something else. Ah, Ooh. all right, go for it. What are you gonna do? I will shoot a firebolt at him. So let me go to firebolt. Ah, because your weapon's not magic, but your firebolt is right. Because magic is magic. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 20. 15 plus 5. 20, I hit. Nice. So, right. damage, firebolt damage, blood drop. Okay, your firebolt slams into the gargoyle and heats up that rock with 11 points of fire damage, putting it into heavy. Nice. All right, uh, you want to do anything else? That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to take an action surge. I'm just going to wait. Okay, and we go to Asilius, who has flown into this other room here. And he sees what uh, looks like a like a waiting room next to a spiral staircase, and this room is also connected to another larger room. And both of these rooms are dark and quiet. What do you want AC to do? Um, I'm just gonna leave him there. 
so you can keep an eye out. All right, now it's the gargoyle's turn. But first, let us defend off Jake's spirit guardians again. Ah. So, Jake, go ahead and roll its uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you want me to drop it on him? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. And... Oops. I rolled a blood drop. Oops, he's dead. Bastard. Dude. I'm sorry. That's not the right thing That's okay. He's dead. I gave him a blood drop. I'm sorry, man. That's okay. Just roll the saving throw, and I can have the damage if it saves. Oh, he succeeded. Oh. Because he's such a creature of wisdom. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling that your your angels are just as confused as you are. <laughs> are we doing damage here or what? I, I don't know, Phil. Are. Totally. Damn, that would have been 16 points. Well, it only I... takes eight of that, and it turns back to you, Jake, and it swipes at you with its claws. And it misses with a 14. Ooh. And then it lunges at you for a bite. And it misses again with a 13. Oh. All right, Esmir, you see this uh, gargoyle surrounded by Cullen and Ray Ray and Jake and all his uh, spiritual pals. And there, uh, <laughs> there seems to be some confusion over there. But what are you going to do? Esmir's just going to lean back and she's just going to watch the show. What? No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so Esmir's just going to, Esmir's going to shoot a firebolt at him. Pew! 18 uh, plus it's... 7, 25. That's definitely a hit. And the damage is... Whoa. That's a lot of damage. Are you dead? 10 damage does not kill it, but it does put it into critical as hot chunks of rock fly off of it. <laughs> All right, now we Actually, go to- Actually, can I, can I do something? Yeah, what do you want to do? Real quick. I'm going to run, I'm going to go across the room here by AC and I'm going to keep an eye out up this, in the, the waiting room. Okay, now, Jake, get it together. What are you going to do here? <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm done. What? What's the matter? Something wrong? It's your turn. Oh. I did, did you I, smoke a little twinkle before we started no, playing? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. Thought you were, I couldn't play anymore. You know what? I'm done too. Dude, we're already back to you. Gotcha. Okay. I'm I got around the horn. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to um, do one more Toll of the Dead on this guy. Toll of the Dead. That did work. See if he. Pay the toll, buddy. Fails his wisdom saving throw. And he failed it. Sweet. 12 fails. Again, he takes two D12 necrotic. And bam! Oh, oh no. Nope, not quite. Hurts him though. Nine damage and more dust and stone vibrates off of it from the tolling bell, but it's still standing. And uh, that's all I can do. Okay, so now we oh, go wait. to. Wait! I'm sorry, but my spiritual book. So let's see if that thing comes around and whacks him on the head. This time I won't roll damage for him. Oh, and an automatic oh, miss man, on my one. weapon. Oh. How do you fumble radiant spiritual weapon damage? Because Jake is confused. <laughs> Maybe Agma's mad because you were smoking a bowl last time you were praying. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. All right, so uh, roll a d20 for the fumble table. Oh, boy. 18. All right, so you're... Uh, 
you're thrown off all this confusion that's happening with what you're doing is you know you don't know what you're doing what is going on <laughs> and you have therefore uh, lost your reaction and bonus action next turn oh, oh that's the first time that's ever happened yeah that's a new one yeah that so is you a new can't one. react and you've got no bonus oh no book so my book is flying around and like hitting the angels and stuff and it's all like just a confused amazing. angry bird yeah yeah like dodging out of the way of the book <laughs> what a mess freaking mayhem <laughs> all right uh cullen uh despite all the confusion uh this gargoyle is looking pretty beat up from all the bells and firebolts what are you gonna do <sighs> finish him off boy let's see if you can take a couple more swings of my vicious axe that's a hit roll damage Oh, wait. I rolled the regular damage. I meant to roll a d10. Doesn't matter. It killed him. Oh! oh. 11 points. He only needed With nine. one great overhead stroke, smash! And that gargoyle crumbles to the ground. Sweet! Well, you know, it was all that thermal shock from the firebolts just made it easy to crack. Yeah! <laughs> that was a good fight. Yeah. All right, so you guys are standing in the foyer over the broken pieces of these stone guardians, and the mansion is once again eerily quiet. What do you guys want to do? So, can I investigate the pieces? <laughs> sure. Just out of curiosity, out of curiosity. Not yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I gotcha. Esmir's going to look for a piece that like looks like a, like a finger or a thumb or something like that, and she's going to keep it. Okay. Yeah, you find uh, several intact pieces. Go ahead and grab what you want. Okay, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a finger. I'm gonna take, take a horn. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take a a tooth and one of those claws on their uh, wings. Okay. Somebody's gonna be on guard. They're gonna see this finger crawling across the campsite. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there are some wizards that need these things for their spells, like gargoyle stone. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Sure. I'm not a wizard. I take your word for it. Claw of gargoyle. <laughs> Does it help in the bedroom? A little crushed gargoyle. <laughs> crushed gargoyle stone. At the other end of the foyer, there are a couple steps that lead up to an adjoining room. On the left side of the room, there is a dusty green cushioned couch. On the right side, there is a spiral staircase. Oh, jeez. And to the right of the staircase oh, is a pedestal on which stands a two to three foot tall uh, cobweb covered statue of a griffin. Oh, boy. And at the end of this small room, there are several steps that lead back down into another larger room. What do you guys want to do? Um, I'd like to oh, go ahead. I just wanted to kind of creep into here and to light up the room as best as we can so we can see the... Okay. You uh, walk up to the edge of the steps and you hold out your glowing mace to illuminate the darkness and you light up a large wood-paneled room. Uh, from the ceiling above hangs a large, ornate glass chandelier. And at the opposite end of the room, uh, just at the edge of your light, you see a large fireplace and hearth. And in front of it are three small round tables, each with a pair of chairs. And this room 
it it kind of reminds you of a of a manners tea room, right? Where fancy right. people would sit and drink tea and other refreshments. But you can tell that no one has done anything in this room for a long, long time because it's covered in dust and cobwebs. And uh, you also see on the left side of the room, uh, you see another small set of steps that lead up into another room. Huh. So the spiral staircase goes only down or up and down? All right, you take a look at the spiral staircase and you see that it goes both up and down. Okay. And uh, you look down and see that the stairwell is filled with cobwebs and leads into darkness. Uh, though with your goggles, uh, you think you see an open door at the bottom. Mm. And then uh, looking up the stairwell, you immediately see that about halfway up, iron bars block the way to the second floor. Oh. I want to investigate the Griffin statue. Uh, Okie dokie, roll initiative. (laughs) (laughs) That can't happen twice. It's not going to happen twice. That's that's just lazy writing at that point. (laughs) So, Esmir, you you walk up to this uh, dusty, cobweb-covered statue, and you see that it is a griffin sitting on its hind legs, and it's holding up one of its front legs, as if, um, you know, knocking on a door or waving hello. Um, I'm going to roll investigation. Okay. Twelve. Okay. You look this statue over and you notice under all the cobwebs and dust that the leg that it's holding up has a seam at the shoulder, like it's separate from the rest of the statue. Okay. Mm, like an action figure? Yeah, like an action figure, exactly. Does it have kung fu grip? It's got a little button in its back. When you press it in, its talon goes... I'm going to um, try and move it. So you pull down on the raised leg with the seam? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, watch out! Let's just walk up to the gargoyles and pull on levers. We're either going to find something cool or die. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay, so you pull down on the leg, and it moves. And uh, as you do so, you suddenly hear something mechanical click. And then you hear uh, more mechanical sounds, and then uh, like a sliding and grinding sound come from the tea room. I know it. (laughs) Nice. How do we know it's nice? So do I see anything open in that in that room? Well, you heard it echo from within that room, but uh, you didn't see anything move or change. Okay. Okay. So it might be it might be next to that staircase. No, um, it's hey, the Elric. fireplace. I mean, Cullen. It's always the fireplace. Sure, it could be the fireplace, but look up in the stairwell. Is it still blocked? I look. Is the portcullis still down? It is still down. Yeah, I didn't okay. think so. He said it came from your room. Yes. Okay, can I look? Can I go next to Jake and look with my um, dark vision? So you let go of the leg? Yeah. You let go of the leg, and it moves back to its original position. And again, you hear the mechanical sounds and the sliding and grinding. Ooh. It's oh. Like, it's like a video game. Just cool. Somebody needs to pull that thing. I'll go and stand by the fireplace. Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait a you minute. you got to make sure it's not like a trap door. 
Oh, Jake just <laughs> ran across there. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Jake, I see you. Uh, I see you moved your paw to the fireplace. Across the room. But oh, man. Uh, as you make your way across this room. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew this it. Guy. <laughs> this I knew guy. that was gonna happen at Never some point. Learned. You think he would learn by now? <laughs> I'm the impetuous I, one. I, I look back. I look back at you guys yelling at me, and I say, "What?" <laughs> 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 what now? So you're making your way across uh, to the fireplace, and about halfway there, you turn back towards uh, Esmir and Cullen, who are yelling at you, right? And you suddenly hear a loud snap from above, and a second later, the glass chandelier smashes onto the ground right where you are just about to walk. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jake, while you're in the mood for dying, let's go hit the arm. Hit the arm, Cullen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, you pull down on the griffin's leg, and again, you hear the mechanical sounds. And Jake, you see, in the northwest corner, a wooden panel that looks like the rest of the wall slide open. Ah. Mm. The door's over there in the northeastern corner. Interesting. So, let me walk over there. <laughs> Let's do it. Hug the perimeter. I'm wondering, so these tables here, um, if I grab one of those, could I grab one of these tables and try to set it up to see if it holds the door open when he lets the thing go? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm going to walk across here very carefully. <laughs> As you're walking across, and as you're, <laughs> and walking, as you're across walking across there. the room, <laughs> uh, you come up to this uh, secret door, and you look in, and you see a small 8 by 15 foot room with hard stone block walls. Uh, go ahead, roll me a perception check. Oh, oh boy. Nine. Hmm. Uh, other than being filled with cobwebs, uh, this room is completely empty. You don't see any other exits. It's it's weird. It's like a dead end. All right, Elric, uh, what are you doing while these guys are messing around with this griffin? I've just been watching everybody, but I am going to walk into the room. I'm going to walk over to these stairs. Okay. And I'm going to pull my drift globe out because I don't think I'm in range of uh, Jake's light anymore. So I, I am going to pull the drift globe out. Okay, so you and your drift globe make your way uh, to the short staircase on the southern wall of this tea room. And you see that these couple steps here lead up through an open archway and into a large room. The room is empty uh, except for a long dust-covered dining table that sits in the center of this room. And on the other side of the room, across from you, you see a set of big double doors on the southern wall and a regular door on the eastern wall. Okay. All right, so while you're looking into this dining room, we're gonna cut back to Jake looking into this secret passageway. What do you wanna do, Jake? Let me try to prop it open with one of these tables. Okay. I'm gonna say, Cullen, let go of the gargoyle arm. I slowly release it and let it go back. Okay, and Jake, you watch as, this, as the secret door slides back and then crush the small wooden table. It just quickly shatters into pieces and the sliding door closes shut. 
I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. So Someone with perception needs to go over there. I'm going over there. You hold on, Dad. Don't you let go. Okay, I hold the arm back down again. And as I'm walking over here, I'm going to check the floor plates as I walk. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything's already fallen. <laughs> and can I investigate that room? Sure. Roll a perception check. I'm going to use my 16 portent. Ooh, good idea. Okay, so you look into this short stone hall, and it looks like no one's used this secret passage in ages. And as you're looking it over, you see at the opposite end what looks like possibly another secret door. Oh. Okay, so Jake, hold my hand. I gotcha. <laughs> I got your hand and your coattail. Okay, cool. I'm going to go in here, and just in case the floor drops out, you're going to hold on to me, okay? I'll hold on to you. Okay, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to investigate the walls. Okay. Fifteen. All right, so you uh, you make your way in, and you brush aside the cobwebs and take a closer look around this secret passageway. And you confirm that there is definitely another secret door at the other end. But you don't find anything that would allow you to open it, right? There's no triggers or levers or blocks or anything. It's just bare, smooth walls in here. Okay, so... But if you go into the room and he lets go of that gargoyle arm, I'll bet you it will open that other side. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but I was thinking that also spears come down from the ceiling. That's true. Hey, Cullen. Yes. Is there another little lever? Try moving the other arm or something. Investigate it. See if there's another thing there. I'm going to roll perception and see if I see any other little thing here. Like maybe there's something that's supposed to go into the hand or I don't know. Oh, Four. I don't see anything. Is this even a sculpture? Okay. I got an idea. So I'm going to put, I'm going to reach into my bag of holding. I'm going to get the piece of gargoyle that I took out, like his arm, his hand. And I put it on the floor in there. And I'm going to step out next to Jake. And I'm like, okay, let it go, Colin. Okay, let it down. And as you release the griffin's arm, the door begins to close. And uh, Jake and Esmir, you two are uh, intently watching the gargoyle hand there to see if something happens to it. And uh, just before the door completely closes, you see the other secret door at the other end begin to open. Oh! Yeah, see, that's exactly what I thought. So we need to go in there and go into that. But how do we get all of us in? We need to see if there's a way that we can open up the other, the, this door from the other side. Well, it stands to reason if there's a lever over here, there's a lever over there. Okay, so this is, a, I got a plan, guys. Okay. Is it a cunning plan? It is, listen. Okay, <laughs> me and Jake are gonna go in this room. You're gonna let go of the arm. You're gonna count to 25 and a half, then you're gonna open it again. So if we die, you'll know. In 25 and a half seconds. Yes. <laughs> so we've Do got it. 25, we've got 25 and a half seconds to find a lever. Just to investigate, <laughs> just to investigate. Then we come back. Okay. <laughs> it's like the opposite of just running across the room without thinking. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of not thinking, Elric is going to just start walking up to this table. 
<laughs> Alex bored. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have like looking for the wine. Okay. Um, but before we cut back to Elric, uh, I want to start this twenty-five and a half seconds here. Okay. 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 Open it again, Colin. I do it again. Yes. Tell me when you're on the inside. Okay, let's go. We're in. Ready and go. Okay, I'm letting it go now. (laughs) Bye. Nice knowing ya. So we leave three of our heroes on a 25 and a half second recon mission and the other one wandering into a new room all by himself. I mean, if they learn nothing this whole time, will they make it out of this one alive? What is Friday the 13th logic? And why would you use it? Does cloth gargoyle really help in the bedroom? Can you really hear a mouse farting with a horn of hearing? That seems like an exaggeration. But who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so here is the third new thing that I wanted to try for the Journey to Firehammer Hold which was an encounter in the horror or spooky genre, right? Because I had set up a Leuven all all the way back there in season one as a possible uh, ghost town, right? So I wanted to go with that. But I didn't want to just do a bunch of skeletons and zombies and stuff. So I decided to search the internet for a spooky fifth edition encounter or one shot that would fit in with the level uh, of the players. So again, I went to dmsguild.com and searched around and found something unbelievably perfect. And I'm not going to tell you why right now, so I don't spoil anything, okay? But you'll see why pretty quickly as they continue to explore this mansion. So the module is called The Haunt, and it's by Phil Beckwith and PB Publishing. And it's great. If you're looking for a spooky haunted house type one-shot, check this out. It's awesome. And I know we're going to have fun playing, and I know you're going to have a ton of fun listening to it. And speaking of listening fun, I want to give a shout out to Gavin Flug, who listens to the show with his dad, Sir Ken. Really glad that you guys are enjoying the adventure together. And I also want to thank our new patron, John McCormick. Thanks for the support, man. We really, really appreciate it. And we're getting closer and closer to raffling off some Roll Radio minis, finally. And if you'd like to help us get there and be a part of that, please consider becoming a patron of Roll Radio. Any support is great, and it gets you into the raffle. So for a link and details, head over to RollRadio.com. And while you're there, there's a link to Sirenscape.com, where I get all the in-game music and sound effects. And you know what I discovered when I got into Sirenscape and searched for haunting music and sound effects? I found a soundscape specifically designed for the haunt, right? For the module that we're playing right now. What a surprise that was, and it's awesome. It's so cool. And of course, there's a link to Wizards of the Coast, who have given us 5th edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module. All right, guys, tune in next time for more spooky fun 
and see what happens to the players in that 25 and a half seconds.